Welcome to Logical, the UE's first and only regular legal podcast. My name's Tim Elliott, and I'm with the managing partner of the Dubai-based legal firm HPL Yamalava and Plethka here in Dubai, Ludmilla Yamalava. Good to see you. Good to be back with you, Tim, as always. Ludmilla, today we're going to spend our time considering insults, something that we trade regularly, but in a (laughs) jocular fashion. Um, But it's an important topic here in the UAE, isn't it? Because, you know, there are differences culturally, because we've got people from all over the world here. And there are times when people take things out of context or misconstrue what's been said or signaled. So you do have to be, I think it's something you need to be aware of. For sure. And um, in particular in the UAE, I don't want to call it the practice or the industry or the (laughs) issue of insult is a very important topic to highlight uh, and um, uh, perhaps even contextualize in terms of specific examples Mm. of what can arise to uh, uh, a claim or allegation of insult or crime of insult. And that is because in the UAE, uh, insult actually is penalized, is subject to the UAE criminal law. In, in, in other words, insult is a crime. Yeah, It's a yeah. crime, and, yeah. and then uh, it's, it's a crime because it is uh, subject to the UAE criminal law. And in the UAE criminal law, perhaps it's not so much the criminal law anymore. We call it the UAE crime and punishment law, which mm. is, a, is a new law that was recently up, uh, replaced the previous law and in many ways in shape and form introduced a lot of new articles. But with... Uh, issues such as insult, it hasn't really changed very much. And so at a, at a simple level, um, an insult or ins- insulting someone uh, is, uh, is, a criminal, is a criminal offense in the UAE. And that's why it is important that we talk about the subject and that we educate those who perhaps um, uh, are not aware yet and remind those who um, should be aware. And they have to tell you the number of times I deal with um, cases of insult uh, with, that involve someone, long-term residents of the UAE, who to this day still, um, I'm not sure if it's a mistake or uh, make them, because it, by that by now it should not be a mistake, but somehow they still find themselves on the wrong side of the law purely because they throw insults uh, without really understanding and comprehending uh, the severity of doing so uh, in, in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, at, um, at a sort of a, from a legal standpoint, uh, the UAE crime and punishment law has several provisions, and there are four different types of punishments, and sometimes it's multiple punishments uh, for a crime that perhaps either uh, stems from an insult or insult related. So, there's, for example, insult per se, right, and then there's insult that's publicly made. Right. Right. And so because it's one thing if I insult you in, in private, it's just you and me. And it's another thing is if I insult you amongst a group of other people. Uh, and it also depends on the, the surroundings of where I insult you. If I insult you in, a, for example, a small at, at a family gathering or a friendly gathering in the private home versus at, at a mall or, or a gym or so more of a more or less a public place where there are a lot of other people around that are strangers uh, uh, versus. Versus, for example, insulting you uh, uh, in a digital format by sending you WhatsApp. Mm. Uh, okay, that's a different kind of sort of re- the different type of offense and different uh, different kind of repercussions to follow. Uh, or uh, I insult you on social media. 
that's yet another level of insult. Uh, or insult you through some other kind of, um, uh, some other digital channels. So each one of that, that those uh, offenses or claims is, uh, is a crime, and depending on the circumstances, uh, can lead to different types of penalties. Okay, so... Well, let's let's go back a little bit then. How do you define an insult? What constitutes an insult? A great question, and I have to tell you, it's actually quite broad in the UAE. It's per- right. perhaps uh, more general, and uh, it's less definitive in terms of okay, an insult means one, two, three, four, five. Insult is something ultimately that that the person would feel offended by. Okay. And I have to tell you, it's basically as as um, sort of high level or as general as that. So there's not there's not a specific list of criteria uh, for an insult to be an insult. Uh, uh, rather, the general parameters is that if uh, if it's an offensive or insulting enough of a comment to for the person to whom that particular comment is addressed, then of itself, basically, can be a, a crime. Uh, and therefore can be considered an, a sort of an insult that would be subject to the UE crime punishment law. Okay, so what what is offensive is the next question, of course. I mean, what how do you term something uh, as offensive as opposed to innocuous or, or slightly ironic, whatever? Well, I, I can give you a few examples, and these are our own real-life examples, these examples okay. that we have dealt with in our practice. Uh, for example, so calling somebody a child can be considered an insult, and it has been deemed an insult. So uh, we had a client where in actually a professional setting, a person, um, an employee who was kind of a bit of a, um, a bit of a, a recalcitrant employee, a little emotional, <laughs> emotional, and perhaps a little of acting a little out of order, and uh, the company representatives um, basically asked them to try to de-escalate the situation, asked them to act, uh, to stop, like they said, they're acting as a child. And that person filed a case against uh, the company's employee uh, and uh, con- uh, con- uh, blaming or, uh, or accusing them of insulting. Uh, and and that, the accusation was to call somebody a child. So they were called a child. So that was um, considered, and, you know, again, there's that you know, can you consider is that is that calling somebody a child is an actual insult? So I guess the circumstances are uh, a matter in this particular case. So in that, you know, what the what the the person, uh, so called the victim, claimed in that particular case was that it was in employment setting. It was around other colleagues that other people heard this comment being made towards them. And so, and therefore, this was insulting to them. Uh, so it's just there was there was that, and um, that 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 particular comment was considered, and it went all the way from the police to prosecution to the court, and uh, the court held yes, this is this is an insult. Now, ultimately, in a particular case, the case was over, uh, overturned and because there was not enough evidence that it was actually uh, made in public uh, and in the company of other people. Uh, so at the end, uh, the case was overturned and, and uh, thrown out. But it did go to at least the first uh, stage of the court process where the court did confirm that calling somebody a child can be considered and was considered in a particular case an insult. That's remarkable. And hence we're having in this podcast. Wow. I'll give you another example. Please. And that was uh, not long ago as well. 
uh, a client called someone who also is, by the way, in a lot of these cases, at least, uh, you know, in the, the cases that we deal with, that we have seen, uh, in I don't want to justify anyone <laughs> making these kinds of comments, but uh, usually they, uh, they, um, they happen in the context of very perhaps belligerent discussions. And usually the other person is either acting belligerent or unreasonable or aggressive uh, or rude. You see? So it's not, it's not that it's just sort of a gratuitous insult. Uh, but recently we had a case as well where a client called somebody a donkey. Okay. And uh, that person filed a case, and it did go through again, once again, through all the ways. These days, these kinds of claims um, uh, get addressed or, re- or adjudicated much faster. Uh, so, but it did go to uh, to the court, and the the person was considered to have committed a crime of insult by calling the person a donkey. I've heard that before, and I've heard that that's a pejorative term, um, which is which is odd to me because to me. A donkey would be quite a cute creature. It would it would be more an endearment term. But here, it doesn't work that way. So, it's interesting that you highlight that because that's that, that's kind of a cultural. I guess you can mark that down as a cultural difference, and you kind of need to be aware of those things. Hence, we're back to square one here. Why we're talking about insults on a podcast? Exactly, and um, and I have to tell you, in some in some ways. Uh, I can see um, uh, some merit in having people be uh, be held accountable to um, the language they use, in particular towards other people in public. Because mm-hmm. let's say, let, let's face it, these days it's so it's we, we work so hard to build our reputation, to build ourselves as professionals in whatever it is we may, we may do, uh, or personally, or um, in terms of in the sort of amongst your colleagues. Uh, so we work so hard to do that, and it's so easy to <laughs> to destroy all that by just being in a group of uh, other people. But even worse, online, somebody making some kind of pejorative or derogatory comment towards you. And, and then you're on the defensive all of a sudden. So there's got to be a balance. And um, but, but because it's so, people seem to be so much more expressive and feel so much more free to, to express themselves in so many different ways. Uh, that um, you know, perhaps we're a little more gratuitous these days in the way, and we I use the collective we that in in communicating, expressing our frustrations and our sentiments. Uh, so, uh, and it's important to remember that as far as this country is concerned, uh, because of different types of factors such as cultural sensitivity, historical uh, sensitivity, sensitivity, and just the morals and values of this country. Uh, and at the end, it's historically it's a fairly conservative country as well. And we have so many people from so many different countries and uh, languages and ethnicities and religions. And people make comments often, which in their own country may not seem like a big deal. Mm. They're not uh, considered to be an insult. They may not be pejorative at all. Uh, but in this country, because there's, we have such a cocktail and mix of people... Uh, that you know, it's. I think it's just a reminder that we should just be sensitive uh, to other, to other, the, the demographic of where we live and to other cultures. Because, for example, ca- calling somebody a cow uh, in a certain country could be kind of funny and almost endearing. Because, like, let's say in India, cows are holy animals. <laughs> but you know, somewhere else, you call somebody a cow, it may be rather derogatory. Sure. Um, 
And there's, you know, and that's in addition to all sorts of perhaps uh, uh, insults or references uh, that are that stem from this people's uh, skin color, uh, ethnicity, religion, and so on and so forth. So it's just important to, perhaps to to know that uh, you need to be sensible and and be a little more conservative about being too expressive. That that really is the key, isn't it? It's, it's understanding because I mean, I, I have to be honest. I I listened to this and I'm a little bit. I'm kind of taken aback because I come from a culture where insulting somebody means you like them. And it, 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 I mean, that's a very kind of British way, a way of approaching people. It's like, ah, you're, bleh. and it means that they're part of the fold. And it's, it's not meant in an insulting way. But you need to be aware of cultural sensitivities and the history of where you are and how people uh, react to what you say. Also, in the way that you say it as well, because, you know, a joke is a joke until it's no longer a joke, I suppose. So it's that awareness. It's not just me saying to you, call that a haircut, you know, or, or something. Not that I'm having a go at your haircut, because it's wonderful. But it's not just that. This also extends to, I don't know, you're, you're in a car, somebody cuts into your lane, and the temptation to gesture in an inappropriate fashion, is is a regular thing that we see on the roads, of yeah, course. For sure. And there have been numerous examples of exactly that. Yeah. And uh, uh, as you very pointedly mentioned, it's insult can come in different shapes and forms, right? Mm. Verbal is one. Mm-hmm. You could just make a verbal insult. Written is another. And then hand gesture or mannerism is yet another yeah. uh, form of, of uh, in, perhaps insulting someone. And, uh, and this is, you know, in the U.S., showing when you're driving and flipping somebody off in the car when you're driving because you've got road rage. It's just an ordinary thing. Now, I don't support it. I don't approve it. I don't endorse it. But it is just you see it all the time. Somebody's mm. upset about mm. your driving or, yeah, and you could be, they could actually be right. Maybe you are driving either too fast or you're unsafe and they will flip you on, on the road and, well, okay, and everybody goes their merry way. Nothing uh, comes of it in the UAE. You do that in the UAE. You try to flip someone. All right, I'll show a finger, the, the wrong finger. <laughs> and that's an insult. And actually here it's considered to be a fairly serious insult. Um, so uh, those kinds of actions will also be uh, criminalized, and they have been, and there have been many cases like that. And in particular, this applies to tourists who come into the UAE and uh, obviously just either visiting them um, a short period of time. I even I have to tell you, even a lot of the time, the even the, the frequently visited uh, um, individuals um, who come back into the UAE over and over again, they make a mistake. Even residents do. Even residents do. Sure. Uh, so, um, uh, because again, in, in the sort of heat of the mo- moment, uh, people say and do things that they perhaps uh, should not be saying or doing or uh, and um, and they will regret after that's not to that's not to mention the other circumstances which make may make us sometimes a little more uh, a little more ver- verbal and emotional than we should be well i mean you can see how it happens if you're you're rushing to get home or you're rushing to get to appointments and you you know you're driving at speed somebody cuts in front of you doesn't indicate something and you know you gesture you can see how that happens not to condone it or to say it's right but you can see and it, it it's we're all aware that that happens but how would you prove something like that because if i was if i'm driving at speed somebody cuts in front of me i make an inappropriate gesture it, it's not going to be caught on film i'm just like Aah! and then i've calmed down and then what happens after that if somebody were to take offense how would they 
prove that I was inappropriate? Uh, well, um, uh, there are different ways of proving it. And you just remind me, before I answer that question, maybe you remind me of another example of another okay. manifestation of insult. There was okay. also an example of someone who, um, at a mall, uh, I think with a parking lot or something, something kind of similar to those circumstances, you know, I guess by allegation or allegedly passed gas on purpose. <laughs> so that, that also is considered insult. The case was the person in whose so company that happened, uh, they wow. brought a case to the police as well, and it was also uh, it was also acted on. It was considered to be an insult and deemed to be an insult. Uh, so um, that's just another. So here we, we are. We got verbal. We've got written. We've got hand gesturing. We've got body orders, orders, and and you know and other kinds of uh, <laughs> another kind of bodily actions that have also been deemed insulting or offensive to someone. Uh, so now, how back to your question, uh, how do you prove it? It really depends. I mean, the easiest way to prove it, and it's the easiest, and by the way, this one that one carries heaviest punishment, uh, is when you insult someone uh, in the digital in the digital world, right, through the sure. digital channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's because obviously that that evidence is easy to, to show. Mm -hmm. So um, now that includes also things of, by WhatsApp. If you write something to somebody that you write them, you're, you know, you're a cow or you're a dog or you're a donkey or a monkey or whatever, and that will, in the end of itself, that that WhatsApp message is is sufficient proof. And that's admissible as evidence. Absolutely. That is admissible right. as evidence, as is, for example, a text message uh, right. or an email. Equally so. Uh, so that's that's the, perhaps the easiest way to prove that. Now, another way of proving, and that carries much se more severe penalties, is, for example, you write something on social media. You write on Facebook, you are a dog, or you are a cheat, or you are a right. thief. Yeah. Um, and um, and by the way, this is important, uh, that um, they, uh, <laughs> that uh, just because this offense may, this, this particular allegation may be true, the truth is not a defense in this particular case. So let's say you call somebody a thief on social media uh, let's say you call me a thief uh, and uh, and let's say I, I stole money from you just because I stole money from you does not make it not an offense so in this particular case uh, uh, truth is not a defense right so the idea is that if I'm a thief you take me and you uh, file a case against me in the proper uh, forum but not by disparaging me and uh, and um, blasting these accusations to the rest of the world, which effectively is what you're doing when you okay. are taking to the to the social media, to the channels of social media. You are basically disparaging me to the rest of the world, and in particular, these these as far as social media or digital data is concerned, it's it's more or less permanent. Uh, so, and in the UAE, in addition to the crime punishment law, these kinds of offenses are also subject to the U.S. cyber law, the, um, and that's and there's the whole sort of anti-cyber bullying law and such and that's for those 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 reasons because you know, I could be working so hard on my reputation and you uh, decided that I you know I I, I didn't do something that you wanted me to do and there you take your social media and disparage me uh, to um, potentially millions of people um, so you can see that the, so the damage that it has to my it can it can cost my reputation to my person. Mm. Uh, so I mean, I, in that case, the repercussions can be quite serious. So the punishment. So let's say if you call somebody a child in an office environment or a donkey, for example, over WhatsApp, uh, it's the the penalties can be a thousand dirhams, fifteen hundred dirhams, which is not so 
so significant. Uh, but if you're doing the same, if you call me a thief, for example, and take it all the social media, there the penalties can go to like even millions of dirhams. Uh, penalties, you know, that's not compensation, just penalties. And that's the idea there is because the reputational damage is so much more severe and so much more significant. Uh, so, um, but in going back to the proof, so obviously if you do it in that kind of a social media format channel, it's easier to prove, right? Let's say, you know, Tim is writing on Ludmila's <laughs> Facebook or uh, Instagram or whatever ch social media channels we might be using. It's fairly easy to trace. Um, so that's, there's proof there. And, uh, but then what happens if it's, for example, done orally, right? So we recently had a case as well of insult where... Uh, someone called a client in a sports gym, in the gym, that you're a thief. And it was in front of everyone. Uh, so in um, that case, it was quite interesting because it was it would have been on the camera. And these days, most gyms and most facilities, most offices have actually a surveillance camera. And it would have been on camera. But um, um, when the client went to try to report to the police, uh, then the police said, well, you have to bring the, the video footage. You have to bring, bring the proof. Well, the client goes back into the gym trying to get the proof. And the, the gym says, well, I'm not going to give you the proof. You have to go. The police, only the police can order me to, to give give you the footage. And so it kind of went around that way. So in that case, it would have been more difficult to prove, except that when the police called the perpetrator or the alleged perpetrator, uh, and uh, the perpetrator came to the to the police department, the police station, uh, gave um, uh, they actually gave the testimony, they admitted that they had called the person uh, a thief. So in that case, it was a confession. So that was the proof of that particular crime in that case was confession. So that's right. another way, basically, of, of proving it. Uh, another way, as I said earlier, that if, if, for example, there was video footage and there wasn't audio footage, or uh, that would have worked. Um, also, let's say, let's say there was video footage, but you didn't have the audio, but if the person flipped somebody, you could see the gestures, the hand gestures, um, that could be used as proof. Uh, you could have also witnesses. That's another way of doing it, uh, is proving um, by virtue of witnesses. Especially, for example, something that happened, and that was the case of our, one of our clients where it happened in the office and the, uh, the person was allegedly called a child. Uh, so it's it's not a public place in the way that, for example, a pub public place would be at a big gym, right? Mm. Uh, so there was basically employ employees were called um, to uh, uh, to give testimony, and uh, so that's another way, for example, of uh, but employees equally so employees can be brought to give uh, testimony in defense of the company, right? So no, this, we didn't hear this. So for example, they said, no, we didn't hear this person being called that. And if you didn't hear, if others did not hear, then the word is, therefore this was not a public insult. You right. see? Okay. So it was, yeah. so then the, the basic, the penalties then uh, uh, and the sanctions would be uh, appropriately sort of less because it was kind of, it's one thing if you insult me to just me, it's another thing if you insult me in, in sort of company of other people. Um, so this, the, the penalties are basically are also uh, correspond uh, to the, the, the circumstances of, of the insult. It also corresponds to the personality of people, doesn't it? I, I guess as well. It's there's the, you got to consider context here. But what's overridingly uh, coming through here is that it can be a very serious thing. You need to think before you 
you speak. For sure. And uh, in terms of the seriousness and, and the potential punishment, it can be anything from just a thousand dirhams, 1500 dirhams as a punishment, kind of slap on the wrist, mm. don't do it again. Uh, which, by the way, these days, most insults kind of fall on that side of the spectrum. Right. Uh, to potentially millions of dirhams if it's done through social media and depending on obviously the, the extent of, of the insults, uh, to jail sentence, to jail sentence and deportation. That's more serious slander, isn't it? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. But the thing again, what is slander? Right. Slander is like there could be somebody, something that you, that in other countries, for example, or because you and I, because of the circumstances and the sort of relationship that we have, maybe this kind of this kind of banter was very much uh, normal between you and me. But once you and you and I are now at, at a cross with one another, and you take this to the different social media channel, mm -hmm. that kind of ubiquitous banter between us um, now has a very different context to the rest of the world and there it can be perceived as real slander previously you know you and i this was like no big deal do you know i'm just thinking there's an interesting point here when something is written down and it's unequivocal and unemotional it's written out it reads or potentially can read very differently to how something may have been phrased in a situation so there's real nuance to consider Absolutely. And in fact, I, I, I try to be sort of guided by these principles because uh, back in the old days, uh, when I was practicing in the US, I was a litigator. And so we did a lot of sort of litigation work in courts. And in the US, discovery is a big part of litigation. Discovery yeah. meaning you dig through all the documents <laughs> that, that, have, that have been created as part of a case and it can go back years and decades. There's a lot of these documents. And I remember sitting as a junior uh, associate, I was sitting through this, uh, the first few years. That's basically all you do is just review a lot of documents as if you're in litigation, pages and pages and pages of documents. Uh, and so you remember, and you come across these these documents, these emails that back in those days, you could, you could only imagine how people were, you know, they were kind of funny and joking and, and um, uh, familiar tone. But then you take that particular email out of context and you show it to the jury, to the judge, of, and kind of dress it up in your own interpretation. It is completely different meaning. Mm, mm. And there are so many examples like that. And so I remember back, uh, and, and people used those emails, which you knew at the time were so innocuous in the way that they were, the, the comments were made. But you put it in front of a jury and uh, it's, it just carries a completely different message. And I remember from back then, I was trying to sort of be constantly guided by this principle, just just cool it and you know cool it don't don't write it on uh, and don't if you if you're feeling emotional just okay fine write it but don't send it just step aside and and uh it's social media advice isn't it but i was told once years ago that don't put anything on social media don't say anything that you wouldn't say to somebody's face and i i kind of took that as really good advice because that that makes sense to me and by the same token this as a piece of legislation is a little bit like correct me if i'm wrong but it's a little bit like the authorities saying, look, treat people as you would like to be treated. Is that the, the thinking behind it? For sure. And I have to tell you, now with this, the, the new UE crime punishment law on the one hand, and then sort of the, the uh, evolution in the UAE jurisprudence uh, and practice on the other hand, uh, where the, the criminal authorities are viewing these, these kinds of incidents kind of in the more modern context, right. not as severe as they were before. Before, you know, you go basically to jail and you get 
deported for a lot of these kinds of crimes now. It's much more, listen, don't be silly. Like, don't, you be appropriate. Remember where you are. When you're calling somebody a donkey or a child, for example, in certain settings, or you're calling a thief, I mean, this is not appropriate. Uh, so you shouldn't be doing this. You know, this is not a country where you can mm. just... Uh, speak and say and, and throw whatever uh, accusations and offenses and insults and, and slurs that you wish. Um, you know, there is there is basically we have our own rules, but the penalty is not so severe as as perhaps you know to to completely ruin a person's life or compromise their whole existence here. So it's a penalty, it's a fine, and it's a misdemeanor. So, but in most cases, a thousand dirhams, fifteen hundred dirhams. Now, nobody wants to go through this, and that's perhaps the message. So the message is like, listen, yeah, okay. you don't want to be going through this. This is not cool. This is not a pleasant experience. Uh, and but ultimately, once it's over and you've been uh, found. Uh, guilty there's a fine you pay the fine and you move on so but that hopefully is a, a valuable and effective lesson for you to think three times before you feel emotional and and want to express yourself to someone else in ways that yeah. may perhaps hurt somebody's feelings okay so try not to do something that you might end up regretting i, I guess is the message these cases are i mean I, I, at the start of this podcast i was kind of surprised i was thinking this is this is a lot more than I thought, and I've lived here for some time. I've been insulted here before, and uh, I don't know. I could have maybe made some money in court by, <laughs> by the sound of things. Two questions, each side of the coin, uh, to kind of finish off with Miller. W what's your advice to those who may feel emotional? They might want to vent their frustration, let's put it that way. And what's your advice to those who have a legitimate case, okay, who have genuinely been insulted? Uh, for sure, and with regards to those who are feeling emotional, just just let's just use common sense. I know easier said than done, especially mm. these days. Uh, and but but just use common sense and just say less. Less is more. <laughs> if you feel frustrated, if you feel angry, just just better to take a step back and think. Uh, just take a timeout. <laughs> timeout. Uh, certainly, don't try to write it. And by the way, we've seen even cases where. Uh, uh, you know, WhatsApp messages were shared. You know, somebody said something bad about somebody else, and that message got sort of tr uh, right. transferred around. And this ha was happening amongst family members, like or, or very very close friends. Uh, that yeah, like for example, for example, they accused um, somebody of adultery or somebody of acting inappropriate. It's just these kinds of not even insulting words, but the insulting sort of propositions or concepts or accusations right. and they and not even directly to that person but to somebody else a third party and then they kind of got transferred over and and went back to the actual the person who it was who those comments were directed towards i mean that too is an insult and they have been acted and this is amongst family friends very very close friends and their family friends all of a sudden there's a criminal case <laughs> against against somebody that they used to have all the holidays family holidays and kids grew up together and um and you're going to same schools and so on and so forth. So these things happen all too often. So this is the point of, of this discussion is that it doesn't matter. So it's always think of potential sort of the permanence 
of these comments for mm. the future, right? Anything yeah. you do in a, in, in a digital format, even if it's a private, you, you think is a private WhatsApp message. It's, it's not, because you can forward that message to someone else and that message can get forwarded a thousand different ways, if not a million mm. different ways. Mm. Uh, so anything that is in the digital format, just be, be a thousand times sure uh, that it may not be misconstrued. It may not be so misinterpreted uh, and that it's, or that it's not so emotional I'll just certainly try to stay away from using any kind of disparaging words. And also remember that even if you are, uh, even amongst friends and amongst uh, sort of friendly, kind of in the friendly settings and uh, even family members, just don't use the, 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 the curse words and you know, the, the, the really sort of defamatory language because it may just be a matter of time before that message comes back and like a boomerangs at you and in a completely different context. And at that point in time, it would, the circumstances of when you wrote it will not matter. <laughs> it will only matter the words that you used. Uh, so my advice is just in general, anytime you're dealing with anything written in these days, let's say, let's face it, most people are like, see, I have my little notepad, yeah. I, I write, but yeah. this one does not actually, unlike the rest of the, the kind of the computer gadgets, this one, and if I erase it, it disappears. It does not appear anywhere else. It's called the Remarkable, by the way. As far as you know. As far as I know, you're right. Mm -hmm. But I'd say even here, I would not write anything because I'm just so cautious. Uh, right. But uh, so just remember, it's better not to put anything in writing that may that is that's uh, defamatory uh it's just just bad language uh, and also don't make any accusations again in writing against anyone because that too can backfire very easily uh, and even when you're sort of joking with someone or having fun just remember again anytime anything you put in print orally obviously is is one thing but in in writing just be very conservative um and otherwise just sort of moderate your emotions when you're in a public place and somebody angers you or in, you're in the road and somebody's uh, driving irreverently and you have all the reasons you know, to, to yell at them, just, okay, yell you know, behind your closed uh, <laughs> windows and just don't <laughs> gesture uh, because it can come back and, and, and backfire. Uh, so that's for those who are feeling very emotional and mm -hmm. hard for them to sort of to, to hold themselves back. Uh, for And for those who have legitimate complaints and concerns, and there are plenty, uh, just, uh, just don't be afraid to bring those complaints uh, to the authorities because there are authorities that deal with them. And even uh, more importantly, often comments are made and we hear uh, and have these kinds of uh, cases all the time where somebody is making some disparaging or offensive or defamatory insulting comments against someone uh, but they don't know who it is the so comments are being made kind of anonymously mm. against them. Um, there is also in the UE what's called the e-crime complaint you can file the e-crime complaint where the authorities will investigate who that let's say domain name or the particular social media account belongs to. Um, so even those actions are actionable in the UAE and the authorities do usually find a way to figure out who that particular uh, account or social media page belongs to. Um, so so yeah, so don't be afraid if it is a serious, um, serious or, uh, or impactful enough of a offense uh, or comments, don't be afraid to also bring, stand up for yourself and bring the case to the authorities because that also is not right. Um, so it is about a balance. And I think these days the UAE has, is, is maintaining a better balance. Now it's, yes, as I made examples, they'll give you a slap on the wrist, just <laughs> knock some sense into you. But on the other hand, it's not so severe as to compromise your whole existence in the UAE.
That's logical insults today. As ever, thank you for watching or listening or both, if that's what you've done. Thank you to our extremely delightful complimentary legal expert, the managing partner here at Yamalava and Plethka, uh, Ludmilla Yamalava. Thank you again. Wow, that was a very delightful uh, <laughs> comment in my, yeah, in my address. I'm watching what I'm saying forever from this point on. And you on. should, and that's why we're having this discussion. I was hoping that you'd learn a lesson or two from it. <laughs> By the oh, I law, social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. You can find all the podcasts at lylawyers.com for a legal question to be answered in an episode of Logical or to talk to a qualified UE experienced legal professional. Click contact at lylawyers.com.